the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, it, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he pinned me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name, that happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. like Beretta and Croft are goofing on everyone. I approached them earlier to get some insight, and they told me that they love Steven Seagal movies and to go, and to go away. <laughs> having fun, Josh. Oh, oh, that wasn't too fun. So. Oh, oh, man. Well, Beretta and Croft like to have fun, but uh, they can pretty, be pretty vicious. Got that out. Double team action from Trent Beretta and Kaylin Croft. Oh man, talk about impressive. Talk about vicious. Cover by Croft. It's over. Here are your winners, Kaylin Croft and Trent Beretta. Oh, oh, where'd they go now? Oh, that's that's great. We can do it ourselves, though. Your winners and next year's. Slammy Award-winning Team of the Year, Trent Beretta and Kaylin Croft. You've got to appreciate the aspirations of Beretta and Croft. These two is just tag team action 101. I believe they kept the same opponent in the ring throughout the entire match. And then this right here. Oh. Innovative and unique, and it's spelled victory for Trent Beretta and Kalen Croft. All right, let's get it going right here, 
right now. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, and you are listening to feature episode number 16 of the two-man power trip of wrestling podcast. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined here by my tag team partner, the one and only JP John Paz. But today I'm flying solo as I bring to you an interview that I conducted with a former guest of our regular two-man power trip show, former WWE superstar. You may remember him there as Kalen Croft. You might also remember him from his days in OVW as Chris Cage. But the one and only Chris Pavone joins us today to talk about the world of insight coaching and the ever-growing world of the Chris Pavone Show, the Chris Pavone Podcast. And folks, this is a show that means a lot to me because I've been able to spend time with Chris and take advantage of his insight coaching and kind of uh, taking a, a step back and looking at aspects of my life that maybe needed some sort of reinforcement, maybe something I needed a little help with uh, in terms of motivation, uh, as well as, uh, I don't know, maybe just a little bit sometimes of just a, a better look at how things are going inside your life and how you can make things better and always take advantage of every minute that you have in every single day. And that's honestly how you do get a lot of these podcasts is looking a little deep down and seeing how you can really get the job done. But what you're going to hear in this interview with Chris is how he's transitioned so well from the pro wrestling world into uh, both the education realm because he is an art teacher down in his home state of Florida, but also into the insight coaching world where he's trying to really make a name for himself. And he has done a great job helping so many people since he's leaped very, uh, very strongly into the coaching world. And just from my experience in working with Chris directly, I could tell you he does an amazing job. And as he's getting further and further into this, he really learns to bring stuff out of you. And whether it's something that you wanted to kind of uh, look a little deeper into or something maybe you needed a little kick in the pants and need a little help with, Chris's coaching ability has been something that's been a huge uh, eye-opener for me as well as a difference maker over the last couple of months where things can get a little crazy in life, but you know, if you just need that little push, sometimes it's that little voice on the shoulder that helps you get through some of the crazier and more stressful times of your life. Uh, but it also goes hand-in-hand with the podcast that he does, and it's aptly titled The Chris Pavone Show. He drops it every single Wednesday, and it's about a half hour of just an absolutely positive message that can really steamroll some of those bad vibes you may be feeling and kind of put you in the right direction. Um, What he likes to say, a little dose of positivity gives you a couple funny little segments, gives you some wrestling anecdotes here and there, but it's just a great look. He gives you some quotes, some little things to think about, and, and sometimes when you need a break from the rigmarole, especially uh, doing some things all involved with the uh, the wrestling world, which can get a little stressful, you know what? It's a great little uh, break in the action and can give you something to take your mind off. Uh, that's for damn sure. But just getting to know Chris over the last couple of years, I mean, I could tell you firsthand, he's a very, very funny guy. Uh, obviously, just a great personality. And if you remember his work that he did, his tag team partner in the Dude Busters, Trent Beretta, comedy was a little bit of their game. They got a lot of chances to uh, practice the old comedy chops there on SmackDown for a little bit as well as on ECW. But it's definitely uh, it's something that with Chris, you know, the wrestling world, it seems so far behind him. 
and uh, he's doing an amazing job. But we get to talk a little bit of wrestling on this show, get to find out, uh, really, I thought, a fascinating little fact about his career, a, a Hall of Famer that he got to wrestle in an early match in his career, which not many people could really say that they've had the opportunity to wrestle this uh, former uh, superstar and Hall of Famer. I won't give it away who it is, but it's a really cool little anecdote and little trivia fact for his career. But it's also really great to kind of partner this with the episode that John and I did with Chris back in 2016, where we got to know so much more about his career, got to know so much more about uh, the time at OVW, as well as his time inside of the WWE system. And, And the fascinating thing with Chris is that he's been through so many facets of the WWE developmental system, most specifically in OVW, where he saw enormous success as a former OVW champion, then known as Chris Cage. And it's just, uh, it's a great story that he's told us. And if you can go back in our archives and listen to that episode with Chris, it's really a great walk down memory lane. And uh, we touch on a lot of cool stuff in that interview. It's more the career retrospective that you're used to. And in this one, we focus all on the insight coaching, which if you need to get a hold of Chris and you'd like to take advantage of the insight coaching, he leaves all the information in this episode. But it really is just as simple as emailing Chris at Chris Pavone dot com and visiting chrispavone.com and taking advantage of listening to his podcast and getting the opportunity to work with him is really uh it's a great game changer if you need it and i completely and so strongly recommend chris to you if you need a little insight coaching in your life because he's amazing at what he does and hopefully this interview gives you a little bit of a look into the world of a good friend of ours, a good friend of mine, Chris Pavone. So what we're going to do now, let's just wrap it up here nice, and let's get it on over to this interview. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the one and only former superstar, Kalen Croft, now known as just his regular name. Sorry, no uh, special fancy titles to go along with it, but he is a wonderful man. He is the one and only Chris Pavone. by former WWE superstar known as Kalen Croft, also former OVW heavyweight champion known as Chris Cage. As Gorilla Monsoon or Mean Gene Oakland would say, my good longtime personal friend, the one and only Chris Pavone. Chris, thanks for joining me tonight here on the uh, Two-Man Power Trip feature show. Chad, what is up, dude? Thanks for having me. This is exciting. And uh, Mean Gene reference. I remember being a kid and being kind of 
confused by everybody was his good close personal friend so. <laughs> but we are friends that's for real so. <laughs> exactly yeah you and i you know we interviewed you a couple years ago i want to say it was probably around 2016 and uh i don't know after that we we kind of hit it off we kept in contact and we uh we have developed a nice little friendship here throwing some uh 90s wrestling references back and forth a couple batman the uh the old 1966 back and forth and it's uh it's cool when you find things in common with people from two different you know parts of the world yeah absolutely and uh, dude by the way i just noticed this over your left shoulder i see like some cool stuff is, is this like your are you like in your room yeah, yeah. well i'm in the studio let's 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 yeah. be you know let's be <laughs> that's like this is my office <laughs> let's be professional it's the studio yeah <laughs> over my shoulder it's the uh you, I know, you know you know you know him very well it's the monkey mobile that's uh that's back there as well as nice. you know, i gotta represent i got my new york mets hat also hanging on the uh the shelf back there if i turn the camera a little bit more that way you can start to see some of the uh the old collectibles in the other corner Dude, yes. <laughs> but like i said uh, i'm gonna keep it over here i like to keep it professional <laughs> yeah you know this is my podcast studio my 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 office up but right behind me, you can see my fully equipped model railroad. So I have all my toys in here as well. So heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. This guy. Yeah. And that's what's good. Oh, yes. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, sure this before. yeah, a penguin that I built, Burgess Meredith model that I put together. That's awesome. So that's very nice yeah no i can't can't deny that 66 batman memorabilia pretty much everything that they put out is like cooler than the next so you got to get it and then you look at yourself you're like all right well i have more merchandise now than they ever had like when the actual show was on the air so i guess i'm ahead of the game <laughs> yeah but chris you know it's great to talk to you tonight it's great to have you back on you know you and i have been uh doing some work together as of late kind of uh working on some things and we'll kind of get into that as we roll along but I want to kind of talk about first before we get into it, you know, and if you listen to our old episode that we did with you on the two man power trip, we went deep into your career. We talked about OVW. We talked about your days in WWE developmental. We talked about your days on the WWE main roster. So we're not really going to hit into that today. We want to talk more about what you got going on. And uh, one of the things that you have going on is something that I find to be very, uh, very key to my week. And that's your podcast, the Chris Pavone show. Uh, a little positivity never hurt anybody, especially when you're listening to uh, to your show, which I love and uh, do listen to very regularly. So, Chris, you know, kind of tell the listeners about the podcast itself and uh, what they can expect if they download the Chris Pavone show. Yeah, and I appreciate you listening, man. And and you, I like how you said it's a part of your week, and uh, that's really cool. That's one thing I've come to find out from people that do listen regularly is that. I have a core of very loyal listeners, which I really appreciate. And I know for me, the podcasts that I listen to, yeah, it's a part of my weekly routine. Um, so, yeah, I do appreciate that. And the Chris Pavone Show, you know, it's obviously named after myself. <laughs> and it's really just, I, I felt when I start when I launched the podcast, I thought, you know, I have a lot of cool insight on things. I have lots of fun stories i love to talk let me create a podcast and it's going to be all about positivity inspiration encouragement and you know my my podcast is all about uh, you know having goals uh setting those goals going after it and achieving it and you know ways to do that uh a lot of mindset stuff um 
Yeah, I have a segment called Happy Wife, Happy Life, as you know, and yeah. I share some uh, just experiences in my marriage and how I mess up and how to be a better husband. There is a a positive quote of the week each week where I just you know share some anecdotes or experiences I have on that, and then there's the the main event segment, which is whatever I come up with that week to talk about, and there's always something to talk about. So people tell me they feel better after listening to my podcast, which I think it's cool. And I intentionally make it between 20 and 25 minutes. I think that's a nice time, not too short, not long. Now that's that's key. That That's actually a very key part of why I'm able to kind of squeeze it into my week because I do it on the commute. So on the commute, you know, you have your kind of lineup of things you listen to. And when you can squeeze 20 to 25, sometimes 30 minutes into your, your actual lineup, you know, it, it's perfect because – Sometimes for me, and it's weird the timing I usually have with it. It's always on like my last stretch as I'm coming up to the building. So it's like as it's ending, I you know I'm kind of walking up the steps into the actual uh, you know into to my office, and you know it's something about just like you said the duration and what you have in terms of the segments, but the music is upbeat and it just gets you in a in a vibe that you know it gets you your juices flowing, it gets your mind thinking. And I can't tell you, and I'm not just saying this because you know we're friends and I'm on a, on the line with you now. After listening to the show, the things that kind of go through my head where maybe it's an idea that I had that I want to kind of expound upon. Maybe it's something that, you know, I had thought about a few weeks ago and now creep back in. Maybe I got to focus on something that I had forgotten about. It's just those little things that those tips that you give and and kind of sharing your perspective on it. I don't know. Sometimes it toggles the mind. And I think that, uh, you know, like everything kind of mixed in the upbeat music, the duration of the show and the message you have, it kind of makes itself like a little perfect present right under the Christmas tree. Yeah. Ah, dude, I love that. Thank you. Yes. And that is, that is my, uh, you know, desire for people that listen to it. So that's, that's, that's excellent feedback. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You also throw in some Easter eggs sometimes about your career, which is great to hear because if you know something about your <laughs> wrestling background, then you kind of get a couple little last little nuggets. And I will say That's this, and not, to, not to divert down the wrestling route already, I had no clue that you wrestled Kurt Hennig. And when I heard that, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I, I mentioned that on the show then. Is that right? I don't, yeah, you don't, I don't even remember. remember. I remember your show better <laughs> than you do. Yeah, and usually I do remember. But I, yeah, yes, dude. It was my seventh match. That was cool. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, you can't deny that. That's pretty sweet. And the podcast kind of, you know, it kind of came out of these YouTube videos that you were doing in the same vein, uh, which you were doing around the time we interviewed you. And that's kind of where I, I was directed towards what you were you know, doing off on the side because you've you got a very nice little career going uh, down in your uh, your home state of Florida down there. And this was a cool little side thing. And when we started talking, I had said to you, you know, maybe you should look into the podcast world. I'm not taking credit for it. So no pats on the back. No, no Barry Horowitz pats on the back tonight. But I had said, you know, these videos were so creative and they were so different that I said, maybe a podcast is something that you should look into. And you took kind of the same elements and the same themes and you do them on the podcast. And uh, how do you feel about kind of transitioning to that? Do you like doing the weekly podcast? Yes, I do. And it was actually, Chad, people like you that would comment on those videos. I started doing those YouTube videos because I just felt like, you know, it, it, it's, it scratched a commitment for me. And I felt, you know, I have something to share. I have a, I have a cool message I'd like to share with you, a message uh, you know, about positivity and, and just some cool stories. And I'm kind of funny. So, hey, I'm going to these YouTube videos. And it takes a little bit of courage in that too. You know, put yourself like that. And 
so that that was good for me and and yeah the reaction i got from i i get a reaction from people you know they'd say hey that, that your video really helped me out dude thanks for posting that um one of rachel's my wife rachel's one of her co-workers said i didn't know your husband was a motivational speaker and rachel said well he's, he's not uh and so then when i met a guy by the name of cliff ravenscraft who i met him at a business conference and uh you know this is exaggerated at the time he's not in the space anymore but he was one of the if not the one of the top podcasting coaches in the world um so cliff knows about podcasts and he actually offered a course at the time called podcasting a to z and uh i met with him and that's how i and i actually remember calling you and telling you you remember this yeah i was like yeah because you're you're one of the few people i knew personally in the podcast and i remember telling you yo i'm gonna start a podcast and uh yeah i talk about this on my show quite a bit when i decided to do it i just decided look dude i'm doing this once a week every single week and i'm not gonna miss and um just like like you guys do and i, and I think that really helps build helps build an audience and uh yeah everybody uh everybody can use a little bit of something whether it's us doing the wrestling show or it's you kind of switching gears and talk about different topics every weekend i like that you do hit on different things kind of you know with always i feel like the same style of message melded in there but uh, it's always good to have a kind of variety. And yeah, with us, we hit in, uh, a great niche with the wrestling stuff. I mean, it just kind of comes second nature as being fans forever. And then also, you know, working in the business, working at WWE, working on indie shows, knowing the guys for years. It kind of made it like it was second nature uh, for us. But yeah, you might not be a professional motivational speaker, you know, on paper at that time. But, you know, the message is very very in line with what the quote motivational speaker does and i think that if anything it helps you uh as a speaker in general because people get a feeling and people get a reaction from what you say yeah yeah true that yeah exactly yeah exactly see man <laughs> man of many words right <laughs> but, but no but for real but yeah, what I agree. One of the things I want to talk about today, too, is in addition to the podcasting, you're also kind of taking on this role uh, in the coaching realm. And I, I don't know how to kind of bill it. You know, maybe that's something maybe you and I should have talked about beforehand is how to really professionally bill this. But you're, you're taking on a, a coaching role. I mean, is that am I saying it correctly in, in calling it just coaching? Like, what would you officially call what you do on the side? Yes, that's perfect. And it kind of can lead in what we'll talk about. Yeah, I am a life coach. I'm a certified insight life coach, actually, if you, if you want to get technical about it. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm certified through a course uh, from my friend, John Strasser, who is coached by the guy author of this book, The Prosperous Coach by a guy named Steve Chandler. Um, that really probably doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. But in the coaching world, it's, it's a pretty well-known thing. And when I say the coaching world, like, what the heck is even the, it, does that mean? You know, and, and we, can, we can talk about that. Um, yeah, I'm a certified, certified insight coach. And what does that mean? It doesn't even really matter. You don't have to be certified to be a coach. There's a whole lot that <laughs> goes into that. And, um, and I, I, I'll... I'll leave at that for the moment, and then we we can dive deeper into that. <laughs> and the reason I didn't want to, you know, say it incorrectly is because 
do people kind of get intimidated by the, you know, the, the actual title of life coach? You know, I like that it's insight coach. I like that because I feel that's a little bit more friendly than just life coach. Maybe some people hear the word life coach and they think, well, I, I got problems and I need somebody to help guide me down uh, a road. And there could be a misconception, you know, kind of walking a fine line. You know what I mean? Between, you know, just the, the name of it, it might scare people off, but basically in doing this insight coaching and going through courses and, and reading the material that you've read, kind of tell the listeners and the fans, you know, what it is you can do uh, as an insight coach and uh, kind of is what you've been doing for people as an insight coach. Yeah. Great question. And, and again, I love how you worded it because right. People don't know what coaching is. Um, I do because I've been in this personal development space for you know a few years now. Um, and I think the term coach as like a personal coach to somebody, a life coach is something that's becoming a little more known, maybe a little bit more in, in um, you know, pop culture, if you will. And really, so... You know, what a life coach is, is somebody who <laughs> I help people, you know, and, um, and, and tell me again, um, when you said, you said the term life coach could sound kind of intimidating. Is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I said, basically people hear the, the, they could hear, and this is, everybody's a different kind of interpretation in general, but you hear right, the right. word life coaching and people might say, well, I don't need a life coach because I don't really have any problems or I don't need a life coach because you know, uh, everything's good with me. I don't, I don't need any kind of guidance, but I, I think the term insight coach is a little less intimidating because that is something that people could be looking for. It is that little bit of, um, I don't know. I'm not going to say push in the right direction, but people sometimes need that, uh, extra little bit of guidance in their life, you know? And I think that, sure. you know, from you and I, and what we'll talk about here, you know, you and I have got to sit down and, and kind of, you know, assume that role as you being the inside coach and me being the uh, the receivee of the uh, the coaching. And uh, personally, you know, it was very helpful. And it was something that you and I, from our couple sessions that we did, you know, from session one through session three or four that we had done. I mean, really, I, I every time we talked, I kind of clicked something different. You know, I kind of found something that maybe oh, cool. I wasn't really aware of. Uh, and I would tell you that too. I would say, hey, listen, you know, uh, since our last chat, you know, X, Y, Z, and you were able to kind of give your your two cents on it. But, you know, as us insight coach and as you've been kind of taking on this role, you know, what have you seen uh, kind of in the interaction with people and how people take to that insight coaching in their life? Yeah. In, in my path as a coach and in building this business and in the process of, doing this full time it mirrors my pro wrestling career uh and i'll i'll explain why really quick or for at least it the way i see it so first of all you know when i was a kid i want to be a professional wrestler and and i would argue and you may agree that you know in the 90s well this, i think this was true in, in the 90s wrestling this is before the boom you know and so wrestling wasn't as popular i guess you can say as as it is today um but even so i wanted to be a professional wrestler not the most normal thing a lot of people would be like you know you want to do what what like what does that even mean and in a way that's kind of how this coaching business is um 
you know, what, like, what is that? Like, what does it even mean? You're a coach or you want to be a coach. And so there's, there, there's that parallel. Um, so what coaching is and everybody can use coaching. Now, when I first started, when I first started doing my podcast, I would quote unquote market. I shouldn't even put quotes up. I would market my coaching services on social media. Okay. Because that's what I was told to do by other people in that space. And I got a handful of clients from that. I got a handful of clients from people listening to my podcast um, who understand and see the value in coaching. Uh, but I didn't get a lot of clients and I couldn't figure out why. Um, then I read this book, The Prosperous Coach, and uh the biggest, my biggest takeaway when I first read it was you can't really market or sell the concept of coaching because most people don't even know what that is. And if they do understand it, and I'm on Facebook live saying, Hey man, go to chrispavone.com and sign up with me for one-on-one -on -one coaching. How the heck are you supposed to know what coaching with me is like, unless we do it and you experience it? And so what I learned and what I've done over the last, you know, four months or so is really have just connected with and reached out to people I feel I could help or I'm looking to help or that I just kind of sense can maybe use um, uh, some help in a certain area. And you just set up a, just connect with people and you have a conversation and from there is how you create, you know, you create clients because the the person ends up saying to me, wow, Chris, this has been awesome. Like, okay, I understand now what this coaching relationship is all about. This has been helpful. How do I pay you? <laughs> and that's, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not, it's a paradox. It's not about making money. You know, it's a business. So, you know, I make money doing it. But it, it really comes from a place of like, man, who, who can I help? And I love doing it. I absolutely love it. Um, and I said insight coaching. Here's another myth that uh, this prosperous coach uh, approach, as it's called, helped me, helped me smash. I used to think that as a coach, and this is all ego-driven, that I would have to know everything and have all the answers and have all these frameworks and, um, you know, I, I have to be like Tony Robbins and, and Tony Robbins is awesome. But that as an insight coach, man, like, like I, I show up with a potential client or a client and, you know, we call it showing up empty and knowing less. And through connecting with another human being, I'll usually start off a session by saying, you know, all right, Tom, you know, what would make this an amazing conversation? How could I help you? You know, what's going on? And usually the person will say, okay, well, I have this going on and this is what I'm thinking. And, and I may notice something about somebody right away, but instead of just saying, this is what you need to do, <laughs> you know, a lot of people get defensive, especially if it's a sensitive, touchy subject or issue. And, um, you know, the way I, the way I've been taught is I just follow my intuition and curiosity and ask a series of guiding questions that a lot of times people have their own insight and when they have their that own insight there's there's usually a big shift that occurs um 
in the and again it sounds kind of weird to maybe explain it so i'll give you a quick example so this this one guy came to me and he said i was 300 pounds i'm now 230 pounds and i want my goal weight is 215 and i can't get the 215. So, okay so you know instead of just looking at logistics uh okay here's what you're gonna do you're gonna eat three times a day and you're gonna or whatever there's something going on with him that's keeping him from losing those fifth and so we just and then uh we ended up looking at his business it turns out has his own online business make hey a month in his business. um enough for him to get by and meet his overhead and some money left over and then he said it's very interesting he said you know 7k a month is k it's not quite enough and at the end of the month i get stressed out and i stress eat oh okay i said um bye i said tom from that's not as good <laughs> <laughs> He's probably never gonna hear this. Mister <laughs> Mister X, X, whatever your name is, Mister X. <laughs> yeah. I, by the, you explained to me very thoroughly what your business. And this is why I don't know about specific business either to coach people in certain fields because it's the person. You know, it's not. I said you've explained to me very well what you do and how you do it. I said how'd you arrive at making? How'd you arrive at you? making the number 7k a month and he said i just decided that's what i wanted to make to get by and meet my overhead i said okay i said but that stresses you out it's not quite enough i said what would be an ideal number for you to make in your online business a month and he said well 10k and i said well okay and i was like let's look at a few things and we looked at a few things that would in enable him to generate ten thousand dollars a month and i said why don't you just do that and he's like, I don't know. And he had all these like reasons why he couldn't do it. Then I, I said, dude, I said, do you feel worthy of making 10K a month? And he said, no, I, I don't. Because that's like a big thing I noticed a lot of us have is I do. It's called, an, there's a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, a guy named Gay Hendricks. And it's called An Upper Limit Problem. And uh, Tony Robbins talks about this too, how we all have a built-in thermostat. and if we get if our temperature goes above that of how much good stuff we can accept if we get out of our comfort zone of, of what we're comfortable with we'll self-sabotage and this guy just didn't feel worthy of making okay and then we looked at all these old ideas he had about money and like limiting beliefs that was telling him and said remember this is about he at first he thought he wanted to lose 15 pounds which he he still did, but we set up a plan and, and worked the mindset of, of getting over that, um, you know, limiting belief. And once he decided to make 10K a month, he's doing that. And then now he doesn't need to stress eat. <laughs> Just looking at those two, like, dude, he, he never, like, connected that in his mind. He was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I won't let myself make more money. I'm stuck at making seven months and then I just eat. And so it was like an end, it was like a vicious cycle. Like, like those types of things that like just themselves uh, over and over. And um, so it's, it's, that's just one example of, of, of a, is always 
something right underneath what appears to really be going on. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, and there was a couple of things that you said in there that really, you know, clicked with me. And, and the first thing I'll just kind of address them as I was mentally <laughs> taking notes <laughs> as you were talking. You know, the first thing was is mentioning a guy like Tony Robbins, because I think that that's where people kind of have that perception of, you know, the motivational speaker, the life coach, you know, shallow Hal in the uh, the elevator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's what people I feel like think when they hear the life coach. So that was just one little aspect of it. Another part was in the, the conversations that you and I had, you would ask questions that would catch me off guard that were simple follow-ups. So I mm. could just go off and talk and then you would just say, well, why do you feel that way? And I'd be like flustered, like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I got to think. <laughs> I have no idea why I feel that way. And that was one thing that, you know, what you could read all your books, you could do all your workshops, those simple little questions that that's what your specialty could be. You asked the questions that I didn't know I needed the answers to. And that to me, and when you throw me off guard like that, that's how I knew, you know, you knew what you were doing because it's those little things that help channel other, you know, thoughts in your brain and what else you know what I, well geez you I'm not, I'm not kidding you would seriously we would talk about whatever we we're talking about and you just say well why do you feel that way and i'd be like i don't know why I, I i never thought about that <laughs> you know and it's it's just one of those little strategies is that something they teach you though as you're going through the the process is to ask those little questions those little minor <laughs> my literally the, the the simplest question could throw somebody off and and maybe channel something else that they didn't realize they wanted to uh kind of get straightened out yeah yep it's 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 really the actual coaching part is pretty simple it, it's just follow your intuition and curiosity and, and just <laughs> just ask questions uh yeah and and um it, to me it's i have all these wrestling analogies in my head because wrestling will always be a part of my brain it's the difference between planning a ton of spots in your match and having like a million things to do that's that's how i thought you were supposed to coach and my style of coaching is the equivalent of just having your finish and calling it in the ring <laughs> like you know where you want to go and i always right. enjoyed that so much more it's like all right i have way less stuff to remember we're going to show up we're going to go off what the crowd's doing what the crowd says <laughs> we're going to call this thing in the ring um and, and, and to me that's that's what uh what coaching is all about we just uh follow i, I had a friend who coached this lady who who worked for nbc and um Great, great company. Teams. Great company. Yeah, Maybe. that's right. You did. She, <laughs> Continue. Great company. Continue. <laughs> and, uh, she wanted her own TV show, and uh, she, he kept. He just kept asking her why, and she was like, "This? Well, why? Because of this." Turns out, this gets deep. From him just asking, oh, this is a fellow coach of mine. From him just asking repeatedly why or how come, it turned out that she. She never fully felt love for her dad. And she perceived that the way to earn her father's affection was to be successful. In in her mind, because the field she was in, the, the ultimate success was having her own TV show. So, so she thought when really she just, and it sounds corny, but it's not. She didn't even want that. Really just needed to do things um, to love herself more. <laughs> And like she had like this huge breakthrough. I'm just like, oh, yeah. yeah it's the little things. You never know. It's those little things that, you know, like I said, they channel other 
things inside of you. So yeah, that might not have been something that they realized, but Hey, a little bit of talking, a little bit of uh, figuring stuff out and you never know what's going to come to the surface. But you know, for the sake, for the sake of time, I mean, I want to break down the whole entire thing. What I wanted to have you on for was so you could kind of educate people uh, about what it is you're doing. And maybe hopefully if people listen to this and they want to find out, you know, how they can get in touch with you, maybe it's something that as you kind of grow yourself in your insight coaching world that maybe, you know, other people can find you and kind of get a hold of you and maybe see how it is. They can also take advantage of your skills and, and maybe find something that they need a little um, insight coaching with. So I don't like, like I said, I, w- I would love to go on all night and we probably could, but I want to do this right. for the sake of time. I want to keep sure. this, I want to keep this, you know, I want to, I want, I don't want to give away the, the, uh, the main event right now. You know what I'm saying? This is like the icing <laughs> on the cake. I want to get people yeah. to, uh, to get a taste of what it is you do. And then I want to maybe even come back and check in with you in a little bit and, you know, see how far you've come with the process and, and all that good stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, before we kind of get into the wrap up, just uh, one more question I want to ask you with the coaching stuff is like, where do you see yourself taking it? You know, you've done in a couple months you've been doing this, you know, it seems like you're getting very polished, but where do you see yourself kind of taking this over the next couple of uh, months, years, however long you want to do it? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, so uh, what I was going to say also is is coaching uh, can be and is a very lucrative practice. Um, and it's cool because it's it's just, you know, something that you can create yourself. Um, I've really picked up steam, you know, in the last few months. This past, <laughs> this just sounds so cool to say, in this past, month i've made more coaching than i do as a school teacher for the month wow so there you go yeah that's cool yes that's great yeah so we're self is is continuing to just you know build that practice and you know grow professionally and ultimately this is what i do full time um which reminds me of you know my wrestling career wow what would life look if i was doing this this pro wrestling time so and so yeah that's where i Myself, um, headed action, uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, the coaching is a wonderful profession part of, and uh, I I love it, and yeah, I get a lot out of it too, and and yeah, and by and I let people know about it is I have a website, but true, it's just just connecting with people who is a paid client who I ran into on the street. I said, uh, I said, hey, I, I passed her. I said, you're, you're friends with my wife, aren't you? And then she's like, oh, hey, we started talking. I, I can notice these things now. She said a few key words that caught my attention. I said, hmm, hey, let's let's exchange emails. Let's, let's stay in touch because I think I have some resources or maybe some stuff that could help you with that. And um, you know, I emailed her a few days later and I said, how's it going? And she's like, oh, I'm very frustrated with this. And we ended up, I was like, let's set up a call. We had a call and then you know, and, and we're just working on the things that she wants to work on and, and it's life stuff. It's life coach, <laughs> life coaching. So it's a lot of fun. And that's great. Yeah. I mean, if you're having fun doing something that you love, then I guess uh, everybody be driving, uh, you know, everybody be driving Cadillacs. Everybody be living the great <laughs> life, which is what yeah. they can also have by listening to your podcast. So Chris, you know, like I said, I would love to have you back in a few months and kind of check in to see how it is all going, but I don't want to give yeah. away the whole entire kit and caboodle because I want people to get in touch with you and kind of explore what it is 
uh, you could provide them and what you could do. But please share with the listeners of the two man power trip uh, where they can find everything going on in your world, the podcast, the, uh, the life coaching, excuse me, the inside coaching. I don't want to get the, 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 the phraseology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I like insight coaching a lot more than I like the term. Sounds life cool, coaching. Right? It does. It does. Uh, it does. It sounds, that would be a great, like, you know, that could be a good wrestling gimmick. The, you're the insight coach. I like that. <laughs> I can picture Vince yeah. saying that too. You're the insight coach there. Croft, <laughs> you know, like, but yeah. So yeah. seriously, share with the listeners of the Two Man Power Trip where they can find your podcast, where they can find your website, where they can get all the information about the coaching, and um, yeah, you know, and and basically anything going on in the other uh, world of the great Chris Pavone. Yeah, well, thank you, <laughs> appreciate that. You can go to chrispavone.com. That's Chris with a K. Uh, uh, you can email email me. It's Chris at chrispavone.com. And uh, probably one of the easiest ways to get connected with me is to listen to the podcast. Uh, the Chris Pavone Show is available on your favorite podcast app. And I I need to also upload my podcast to Spotify and um, TuneIn Radio because when I launched my podcast in August of 2017, the, the way I did it, it was picked up by all the podcast apps. Uh, you, those two outlets I just mentioned did not have podcasting then. They do now. I just haven't gotten around to uploading it, so maybe maybe that'll make me do it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, the podcast is fantastic. Like we said at the beginning of the show, perfect length. It can get you through a ride to work. It can get you through a, a nice little jog. You can put it on in the gym. It'll jump by before you even know what happened. It's over, and <laughs> it's you know, it, and that's great. It's because sometimes, look, we've done shows that are three hours. Okay. <laughs> I right. don't know who's listening to it by hour two, you know, two oh five. So <laughs> yeah, you you did pick out the great length, and I do like that you did that. Yeah, because that could be intimidating too. But that's the thing; people have uh, stress over not finishing their podcasts and getting getting behind on podcasts. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, and your guys' show is awesome. I just want to say I love the guests you have. You like you? I mean, you guys literally get like everybody. <clears throat> well, I appreciate that. That's a testament to my partner. I will say that he is the uh, the booker of the show. But yeah, we appreciate the uh, the love. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a who's who. It's uh, it really, it really is. is, and it's cool because it's a walk down memory lane for us. You know, as uh, as just people who were fans growing up, watching and idolizing these guys, and you know, the few that uh, really, I mean, we kind of specialize in the old school, which is cool. I do like that a lot. Uh, but the guys that, you know, we have gotten to work with and get to know, I mean, it makes it even more special and it kind of makes the interview a little bit better sometimes, like just like it did tonight. Yeah, yeah, totally. You guys have to learn. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Chris, I appreciate it. And again, we will do this again down the road, whether this video uh, stuff worked out or not. I appreciate you uh, coming on spending a few minutes and telling everybody about the, uh, the inside coaching and all the great things you got going on. It's been a long time since we actually had you on the airwaves, but a lot has gone on since then and all for the positive and man, from the bottom of my heart, I, I appreciate you coming on and you know, all, all the best and you know, I'll always be there with whatever you need. Yeah. Thanks. Bro. I mean, this is a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. This is great. Thanks for listening to the two man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.